want to be chewing on the podcast. That's fair. I respect that. I thank you for that. Yeah. I had uh, some uh, some chicken fried rice. One of those one of those quick seven minute things. Yeah. Those things that cost a dollar for poor people. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Starving, starving artist over here, baby. Do we need to get you some dough down there? Yeah, man. We need some. We need to get some uh, fucking donators out there. We need some listeners. We need a call Listen. to action. Listen, yeah, call to action. Listen first and then donate. Adult fucking story. That's adultstorytime.net. Not adult. Adultstorytime.net. Yeah, I put that in my mail list today. I hope yeah. some people maybe clicked on it. People don't really. You know, it's so hard to get anybody interested in any kind of artistic venture that anyone's doing. It, it is. And, like, it sucks, but, like, it's just a part of it. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm guilty of it, too, even as an artist. Oh, like, so am I. So there's am I. Just so, uh, there's so much to fucking consume out there now. Yeah, it's, there is. It's hard. And, honestly, I end up re-watching something that I've binged 12 times already. Isn't that interesting? And I, I think about that as a creative, like... I've purposely tried to find new music now on my Spotify. I listen to my recommendation every Monday because I purposely want it. And it's really like made me fall in love with music again, even though it took an actual effort to do it. Yeah. Oh, I love the Spotify suggestions. Oh, the algorithms are killing it. Have you heard the new Janelle Monae? Mm -mm. That are you a fan? Yeah. 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 It's fucking amazing. I forgot the name of it. Terrible podcaster. We need a... Where's Ben? You can look it up. I'll look it up. But you're, what, you're going down that rabbit hole? You're listening to a bunch of that? Yeah. Yeah, that one came up. I fell in love with that one. But I also love going back in time. Like, I've been uh, on an Erica Badu kick lately, too. A little Baduism way back in 97. Dude, you know, yes, I love Erica Badu. You know who I've been listening, who I listened to recently? Uh, my trip back from Bismarck, uh, Jill Scott. Oh, Jill Scott. You ever listen to Jill Scott? Yeah, she she comes up in that random Spotify mix yeah. for me every now and again too. That live album she did, the Live Experience, I think is what it was. I've looked for that on vinyl for years, and I cannot find it. I don't think I've ever experienced it. It it's so good. It's so good, dude. I'll hit that after here. Mm-hmm. How about uh, any good country you've been listening to, John? Well, you know what? <laughs> I was just uh, stumbling through, and uh, have you heard of this guy, Jason Aldean? <laughs> Did I say his name right? I Alden? think so. Aldean? Jason Alden. Jason Alden? <laughs> well, see, apparently this song came out, uh, and I'm curious to your thoughts on it. I don't know if you've heard it. I haven't. Uh, try that in a small town. Okay. All right. Uh, so like the name is already a little come at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Uh, so this, uh, song came out like in May, I think. And it's just now getting some fucking controversy. About, okay. Like, yeah. It's, uh, have you listened to it? I did. I listened, I listened to it once. Okay. Maybe one, maybe once and a half. Maybe I listened to it twice, but uh, it it wasn't overtly racial. I hear like the uh, oh, I hear like the video is it uses like it uses footage or whatever that's 
Okay. It's like actual, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's actual news footage, but it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's, it might he's be. He's not going all, he's not going like with George Floyd or anything, is he? It wasn't George Floyd, but it was something more recent. Oh, it was shit like that though? Yeah. Like it was, or it was, it was about like, it was anti-protester and shit like that. Pretty much. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. Well. I know you uh, you mentioned talking about this, and so I thought, I didn't know if you'd heard it or not. I thought we should do a reaction video to the song. Oh, let's do it again. Because, yeah, because I, I don't remember the words. I've never listened to it. Oh, perfect. So I don't know if you have a way to, to listen to it there. Because I don't know. Oh, I didn't really think about setting this up to where we could hear it on the recording. Oh, shit. Maybe I'll just try this. I'm just going to play it. Yeah. Okay. And it's got that classic. It sounds like every modern country song. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel this. There's a song. There's an episode by Candace Owens. Is Jason Aldean going to lynch me? <laughs> I... Damn. All right. So I got to stop it every few minutes. Or the yeah, I could only I hear. I couldn't hear much on my end, anyways. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. It sounds like hot, humid summer garbage. But I, I like, yeah. and I, you know what? I like country music, and songs like these kind of piss me off because they're so, they're so absolutely written for a, like a, for a reaction. Yeah. There's no art there's no artistry behind this. Right. It's and formulaic like, and bland. Yeah. And you have to but you like you also have to like you have the you it's garbage or not you have the right to fucking make it, I guess. Yeah. Um nobody's taking that right from him though. We have no. the right to make it up make fun of him for it. Yeah. It's super funny. Like I I learned about this on Facebook. Like it was either like half the people were canceling him and canceling yeah. him, and half the people were standing with him. God, we're so we're so weird. Yeah, we are I know. So weird, dude. People are so fucking weird, and that's what I, that's the part that I really wanted to fucking talk about. It's yeah. like I wonder who I wonder like this came out two months ago, so I wonder where like right. it started or who started it. Follow the money, huh? Yeah. Or maybe yeah, it was a, two months ago, you'd think it would have been like a big thing then. Yeah. What if it's like a what if it's like a political bot that like started it? Because like look who it's dividing. Coming up around an election time where people are starting not to care about it. Right. Like it's it's all bullshit. So people like are like kind of fuck it. And because yeah. there's there's no good candidates and nobody's nobody's uh nobody's interesting. Nobody's interested in anything besides keeping Trump out. This is this feels like a Trump maneuver. Like get people to stand up and side with Jay. That's like the Trump people that would be standing up for it. Yeah. I would think, maybe. Yeah. But it, it's back to like it's back to Trumpers versus the woke. Yeah. You ha you have to cancel Jason Aldean or you have to stand with him. So you either have to be left or right. And coming oh, up God. around coming up around uh election time. Like that's a good way to fucking spark that rivalry back up, you know it's what I'm so saying? It's so exhausting. Yeah, you're right. 
we were just we were all getting distracted with aliens and aliens in ukraine wasn't doing it for us like we're just right. kind of we're all like don't know what to do with that so like we're kind of united in like what should we do but now we give you something small and menial to fight about and it's like oh yeah i fucking hate you again i remember yeah we gotta find crumbs of divisiveness yeah yeah try that in a small town motherfucker. that really bothers me that really bothers me you know and that's why yeah. i think like people like rfk who is uh you know he's running as a democrat and the media is just basically ignoring him and his whole message seems to be he wants to unify yeah and granted there's a lot of shroudedness behind him because the anti-vax thing and there's a lot of like spins against him but But a candidate that would run on a platform of we just want to unify get would be completely ignored at this point yeah that's yeah, they're trying to put. Yeah, they're definitely trying to push that out because like he's he knows this shit. Like you yeah. watch him on podcast or long form. Like he was on Joe Rogan. It was a great episode. RFK was. Yeah, mm, I'd be curious ta- to listen to him long term. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I mean I try and stay away from politics, but sometimes you have to fucking get in there. Well, like, it's I, a luxury that not everybody has, and I don't think we yeah. have it anymore either because things are getting shitty out there. Yeah, but like that's the thing, though. Like It's it's still a sham. Like It gets shitty, so we can't let it go. Yeah. Like, Try that it, in a small town. <laughs> Try that in a small town. You know, I grew up in a small town. I don't I'm remember a, it being, like, militia. I don't remember, like, militias. <laughs> And being, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. whatever, I guess. Right. He put out like a defense tweet saying, you know, obviously it wasn't. And like it meant like, yeah, in a small town, we take care of our own regardless of anybody. But again, and like I didn't watch the video. I just kind of heard. I'm just talking out of my ass and I wanted to put it. Yeah. But my experience from a small town is they didn't take care of everybody. It was just less rich and less poor people still divided. It's... You know what I mean? Yeah, still in its a small town, still in its sectors. Like how many people? How many people uh, are? What's the population of your hometown? Uh, it was thirty thousand was my where I was born, which isn't that small. But then I went to a town in Missouri that was, I think it was eighteen thousand. And I bet within uh, that eighteen thousand, like it was still divided by like five. Oh yeah, and and n- not to talk about how racist it was in comparison to big cities. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong, there's still racism everywhere, but like blatant almost like uh almost like easy racism. You know, like sure. uh well, that that the Mexicans live on this side of town. So, you know, like yeah. that's easy. It's just but, it's just categorizing. It's, it's just like, easy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. it's it's still shitty, but it's right. easy. There's not a lot of thought behind it. Not a lot of, uh, you know, insidious nature, like privileged racism that you see in cities where, I don't know. Like, like I went out of my way to be racist to you. Yeah, or like people pretend that they aren't. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, that's even worse. Or you try and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Like un, like underhanded racism. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, like if me. you call me on it, I, it's, there's deniability if I call you out on it. Right. But like, otherwise you <laughs> right. get... You have this inside joke in your head that's like, haha, I got him. Oh, me I, today I at the grocery store, I, it was a great reminder that, yeah, I'm still racist. Because I was like, all right, black guy's cutting me off to get his fried chicken. Like, <laughs> how uh, how Just, stereotypical can it get, dude? 
Dude, I realized I was a little racist when I moved down here. Down to like, Santa Fe? Yeah. Like, again, not in a, not in a malicious way. Just yeah, right. in a, like, a childish, like... Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I've seen, like, and I, underst- and I understand, like, the legitimate ignorant racism that, like, I get from waiting on white people sometimes. Oh, uh, sure. Like, when they get, like, when they're just uncomfortable in situations. Like, uh, I was working at the tavern this one time, and... This dude was trying to order a bent paddle, a bent paddle black cold press. Okay. But like he was so uncomfortable with saying the word black to me, his waiter, <laughs> awesome. he didn't know how to say it. Like he was stumbling through it. Can I get a bent? Like, can I get a African American like, cold press? Yes, he is just defeated. <laughs> can I get a bent black? Awesome. And, yeah. Yeah, I guess I. You know, I'll never get to experience it on that side of it, but it is. Yeah. You but know, I f- when, yeah, it's funny. I I got I got to be on the other side of that, like uh, with like the ex- with like the extremely large Mexican population down here. So oh, I'm like, sure. Yeah. So like, I've never had a problem with Mexicans or whatever. I like everyone, but like yeah. I uh, I realized like the Spanish, the few Spanish words that I know, like the way ha- the way I had been using them in like regular Duluth life in uh-huh. childhood was kind of racist. Like, you, I don't know, like, it would be like, um, just like ignorant racism. So, like, uh, the way I'd say, que pasa, oh, like, like sure. Chichi Chong. Yeah, but like the I, accent. Yeah, like, I was afraid, like, I was too, like, awkward to say que pasa to anybody for a super long time down here. Because in my mind, I was like, oh, shit, when they weren't around, I used to say it racist-wise. Like right. I realized it, well, I realized it was racist because I wouldn't say it like that in front of them. Well, like now I, after I get to know them, I could. Yes. But like just walking up to like a Spanish person in the kitchen, I wouldn't just say "Qué pasa." Right. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh shit, I'm I'm racist. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right, that's a good rule of thumb. If you wouldn't say it in front of them, yeah, then it's a, racist. Yeah, and not even like. The black dude that you know you've known for a while like a strange like if you wouldn't say it in front of like the nine piece chicken black dude oh yeah yeah no hell no i wouldn't say that and that's yeah. why i was like that's <laughs> yeah, why right. i knew i was like oh this is a reminder that i'm racist because yeah that stereotype exists i obviously know it and i've internalized that stereotype in my life to where when it happened right there in front of me as cartoonish as it is yeah i didn't miss a beat un- can uh, realize in the uh the coincidence of it yeah or the or the novelty of it yeah and that's progress brother that's progress it's it's it is what it is it's yeah. just life and it's it, there's no hatred behind it it was more no. funny and i was frustrated that i got cut off but i've been cut off by all sorts of different types of people yeah so whatever it's fine it's, yeah it's just uh it was more i'm almost happy i'm kind of glad it happened because it's hilarious yeah i mean it's a cl- that uh classic dave Chappelle bit about like him not wanting to order chicken, everybody in the restaurant looking at him. Right. The waiter, it's him. like, it's delicious. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Exactly that. We all know that you was gonna order the chicken. Oh. And you know, I, you and I have had this conversation before. Is I I think back, you know, fifteen twenty years ago when Spell Show was on and it was making fun of racism, right on its face. Yeah. That it was 
I think we have less uh, blatant racism in our country um, socially. Sure. You know, I mean, it was still there and like the differences in healthcare and all the all the systematic ways. But like yeah, socially, yeah. it was I think we had less racist shit socially because everybody was laughing together at stuff on this yeah. giant platform. You put it out there and like it's it's mm-hmm. it's true. So there's not like you can't really deny it. And it's just funny the way like the way it takes a storyteller like Dave Chappelle to unite the world. I think that's uh, yeah. at and that I point. Think that's why <laughs> kind of divided everybody today. But today, well, with the trans jokes. Oh, yeah. Made. Oh, but that's a good point, though. Like, who was trying to cancel him? Were the people that like the it's the extreme like it's the yeah. extreme left? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm and I'm a liberal motherfucker. Like, I hate that I have to like clarify know, it's that. It's super weird. Yeah, but like our party has failed. Like, it's gone too far. Like, it's it's. It's way on the other side of the spectrum, and now it's like a shark eating its own guts. I think uh, what happened, John, and I don't know how to word this well, because I don't think it is the party. I think it got the movements and political ideas became corporatized to a point where they were making money off of media, was making money off of political boundaries or political mm-hmm. ideals. And like advertising and as as advertising more and more ramped up throughout the years you started seeing these issues pushed more and more because the further you could push an issue the more money you could make on things like ads or you know every corporation in america celebrates pride month and then as soon as pride month is on they're done right they don't care it's all about trying to make money with ads and trying to connect to different demographics dude how about they don't give a shit it's a few it's a few weeks old but damn but light is a sinking ship crazy right right and all they had to do was just shut up yeah (laughs) and not do anything but they couldn't because the our culture now requires corporations to be corporations have to have political ideals right and that's how they make their money yeah cancellation is too powerful of a tool yeah just be like don't do that if you're it's just crazy it's wild to me even as a business owner you have to pick a side now Right, which is wild, uh, it, and I I don't know I don't know what to think of it because I I do agree with these liberal ideas, sure. But I can I just can see the bullshit. Yeah, it's there's too much like there's too much identity. It's like a it's a too much identity tied to it, and it's a religion now. It is a religion. Yeah. It is a religion. You're right. It's it's wow. That's crazy to think too. Yeah, and you almost just have to follow with blind faith no matter what the trend or topic. It's like, this is what we care about now. You can't have any questions? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look at us, bunch of right-wingers on the internet. Oh, motherfucker, right. (laughs) Dude, if anybody watched this, they'd clip it and be like, yeah, uh, fucking cancel Oddville. Like, he loves Jason Aldean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam said that a black guy loves chicken. Right. The most dude, if you could get canceled by saying that today, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be the most amazing way to get yep. canceled. It's such it's right. like the oldest stereotype. <laughs> right. Johnny T is a race traitor. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. best friends with the racist. <laughs> exactly. Oh, god damn it. It's a sinking ship. Uh oh well, have, what are they what are they gonna but, do? Not let me not have a job? Yeah. Uh whatever, man. Like just lean into it, then half the country would buy our books. 
That's if true, half the country huh? hates us, even if there are people, the other half will buy our books. That's the thing. I don't want to betray right. the, the ideas I believe in. Well, they sold us out first. That's Fuck true, it. actually. Let's get That's paid. True. That's true. Might as well get rich off it. Right. Dang. Or I could be poor and hated. Might as well ri- <laughs> be rich and hated. Maybe that is the move, huh? Maybe we need to draw a line in the sand, John. Right. Let's just get let's just get fucking real controversial from here on out. Hot takes only. I like Kanye. He's a genius. <laughs> we lost that episode. Yeah, that's probably good. That's hilarious. Uh, for anybody that is listening to this, we were talking. I think we were like talking about how Kanye was a genius. Yeah, it was like the day before, like he dropped like all the J stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How amazing oh, is man. that, dude? Right. It was perfect timing. It would have it would have been amazing. We got uh, 100 views. I was just editing uh, before this the rest of the Lila episode, so I'll put that out. We did two hours with her. That was a big episode. Yeah. And there was, was a, a lot good of one. good stuff. I I can't wait to to listen to that one because, like, yeah, honestly, like, I stopped. I'm sure I mentioned it a couple of times at the end, but I stopped making memories pretty early. <laughs> well, you were getting, you were slurring your speech in it, but I mean, it was yeah. fine. It was fun, but there was just some parts to cut out, but it was, it was kind of a messy one to edit, but I'll have it. I'll just send the audio tonight. It's so hard putting video over these things. Good like Lord. syncing them up? Well, syncing them up and then cutting them and then cutting the audio with it. Like there's got to be a better way to do this. I'm just learning how to do audio right now. And like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a fucking process, but like it's, I mean, learning through it is pretty cool. One thing uh, I did cut out on the Lila one that I wanted to make sure I brought up on this with you so that you had a better opportunity to describe it and talk about it because it was slurry (laughs) was uh, how to write a novel. Okay. Your project. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Because we were Uh, talking about it and it just kind of devolved into random combo that didn't go anywhere and i want to make sure we got a good explanation of it oh thanks thanks for uh bringing it back up again <laughs> yeah that was a much needed release but like i was a fucking sloppy mess by the end of that episode it was great yeah it was, it was fun. fun it was it was the days of old oh we her and i were drinking vodka in it too like we were not sober either it was fun <laughs> we're getting it okay so my the current project that i'm working on right now is called how to write a novel in five years a hero's journey. So um, in a similar vein of Pete and Gwendolyn grew up, it's a short story episodic, but it's in memoir form. Yeah, memoir. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And um, as of as of today, as of I'm almost finished writing the sixth episode. And then I'm going to start recording that. And that's going to be season one. And that's uh, that's six parts of Ordinary World. So I should uh, okay. back up. Like, yeah. You're, you're familiar with, familiar with the hero's journey, right? Yeah. So, but let's for anybody that isn't, that's Joseph Campbell, and what did, what was it? There was like sixteen levels or something. Yeah, it's or like maybe eighteen. Sixteen or eighteen, depending on how you, uh, depending on how you uh, tell it. And I won't go through all eighteen. You should definitely go Google Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, but. Um, uh, George Lucas used it to write Star Wars. Um, Dan Harmon swears by it. He writes Community with it. 
Um, yeah, it's the King Arthur story. Awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, you start in the ordinary world, and then the call to action comes, or the call to adventure. Call to adventure. It's Abraham's yeah. call to leave home, to go and do something that you don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but, it's, uh, but it's what you have to do. And then you're going to... Uh, then you're going to refuse the call, and that looks many different ways. It could be like procrastination, fear. It could be just doing another project, whatever have you. But it, uh, but it goes like that, and then you get the supernatural aid, and then you kind of get into it, and then yeah, just I'm not going to go through all the steps of it, but um, eventually, like you'll get the boon. You got to cross through this threshold. That's mm-hmm. that's the toughest point. Like that's kind of like the point of no return. Would they call that the uh, the dark dark night of the soul? Yeah, that's that yeah. part in it, right? Yeah, yeah. You enter the dark night of the soul. It's like you still don't want to keep going on the journey, but like you can't. You've gone too far to turn back now. So you have to like maybe it's almost kind of like the mirror match in like Mortal Kombat, where you have to face yourself <laughs> at the end of it. Yes, and then you come through it. You get the you get the boon, whatever, whatever bliss that you're chasing, because that's the whole thing is to find your bliss. Mm-hmm. And once the, once you get that boon, then you have to like go through another threshold to get back into uh, into like to incorporate yourself into the new ordinary world, because like you're just a, they call it like the magic flight, to where like everything that you've learned along this journey just kind of like comes together and it makes sense. But for whatever reason, that, that can't last. And you have to incorporate that back into the ordinary world. Like, you right. have to bring the boon back. If it were an actual, like, medieval hero's journey, like, if you... And I'm... Let's, the knight has to go get the gold. And sure. that's the boon. Yeah. You gotta slay but, the dragon. Yeah. yeah, you gotta slay the dragon, but you gotta bring the gold back to the town. Right, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. It, it it needs to be shared. It needs to be dispersed or yeah. distributed. Yeah. You can't just be out you can't just sit there on a slain dragon with uh with a bucket of gold all to yourself. Damn. That just opens something up in me, John. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's taco. where I'm feeling short on my my journey. Because we all have that journey in us. Yeah. You know? Like you, yours, I would imagine, was to let go and to take this leap in, into Santa Fe and to take the leap into your artistry and to, to try and grow and yeah commit to this that was the yeah that was the boon and like my incorporation of it like back into this new ordinary world that i've created like the merging of two worlds is really actually writing this this series and like sharing my process and everything that i like went through and like it's more about all the ways that i stood in my own way along this journey yeah 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 like, I started with a plan to write this novel in a year. I I told people that I'd, it'd take me, probably take me two, but I really knew in my back of my mind if I just had four months to get weird, like, I could snap it out. Right. Well, like, a year goes by. How long by, ago was that? That was five years ago. <laughs> right, 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 right. After the, so yeah. how to write a novel in five years. And after the first year, like, I'd say, like, actually, like, shareable and readable, was I only had like the first episode of Pete mm. and Gwendolyn done. Like I read it I read the first act at um Soup Before Soup at um 
Jim, what's his name's house? Oh, in uh, in Superior? No, his his house is on London Road, but it was oh. it was uh, Superior night in for Homegrown. Oh, that year. oh, for Homegrown. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's a nice guy, a little weird. Um, hangs out at Sir Ben's. Uh, Jim something. Hmm. Fuck, sorry, dude. Yeah, well, if you're watching, but, uh, thank you for that opportunity. He would like a little preview into the uh, into an episode. He's actually like the supernatural aid that got me back on track. Oh, cool. Because a lot of shit happened over that first year, and I will, and you'll hear that in the story. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just drinking at Sir Ben's, and he was actually talking to Odie. And he asked Odie if he did any art or that had anything that he'd want to share at his little... It was like a pre-party. It's super mm-hmm. weird. Like, um, Gavin was there. Gavin uh, Gavin was on either before or after me. Okay. I, I can't remember. But, like, yeah, we were just, like, hanging out hippie-style eating soup and shit. <laughs> and, like, playing music and reading books and getting weird. Um so he asked Odie if he wanted to do that, and he's like, "I don't. I'm not creative. I don't fucking do that." Like you know, Odie. Yeah. He's like, but he's like, well, John is writing a book, and so like I kind of got put on the spot. Like I had to, I had to say yeah, and right. so but like that made me get back to work and like clean up that first, that first chapter. At that point, is what it was, but is now like the first act of the first episode. Hmm. But um, yeah, after that first year. That's all that I had done, but I was still confident that I had to. Uh, I was still confident that I could maybe do it over the summer, if not on the road while I it's was bold. promoting it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ridiculous to think about now. But if I didn't have like, we'll call it my happy thought. Like if I didn't have that happy thought to make me believe I could do it, right. I would have quit. You know what I mean? Like if I had to start, if I'd have known it was going to take me five years to publish something. Five years right. ago, I would have fucking done something else. Yeah, I'd no probably kidding. I probably would have started ma- managing restaurants again. No shit. Yeah, no, you're right. If I if I I'm in the same way. If I'd have known that too, and when I finished my first book, I was like, oh, this is easy. Hell, I yeah. could just write another one really quick now that right. I know how to do it. And that yeah. took another four years. <laughs> <laughs> right, I got the formula. Yeah. yeah. No, you're absolutely right. If you know. But I think uh, God has a way of, of deafening us. When, yeah. You know, when, or whatever, the logos or the whatever, you, the universe, whatever you think it is. Yeah. But, like, yeah, to get back into, like, bring it back into Hero's Journey, mm-hmm. I think, um, like, all the things that we spend, like, in the, all, everything that happens in the refusal to the call is that, like, is that ethos, is that God, it's the universe, like, distracting you keeping you keeping you in the game because like you got that mindset like you're you're not giving up like you're just like i'm gonna get to it so it's like that confidence it's like all i have to do is sit down and get to it like i'm not mm-hmm. that far away but all these distractions keep happening and it like kind of brings you out until you kind of uh and then you'll probably get a boost but a, all that shit will carry you on until you're into the threshold to where you're too far to turn around. Yeah, for sure. Like you've gotten too far in your book to just quit. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of people do. Yeah. And you have and, to, and, a lot of people they... quit before that threshold. And like, yes, I think you're right. That, yeah. That's what the hero's journey is for. It's to like sharpen you and kind of test your metal. It's like that, hmm. 
living a blissful life has to be earned mm. in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're right. It does have to be earned. You got to go through some shit. Like fucking agates and geodes take lots of storms to fucking shine. It takes it takes thousands of years of tumbling for a fucking to agate to look so shiny. You know what I mean? Man, awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. But it's it's a fucking beautiful process to be a part of. Like once you can understand it, like again, like for you on your second book, mm-hmm. it's like. You get into it where it fucking sucks again, but it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I've been here before though. It's like I know yeah. we can get through it. Like I forgot yeah. how much it sucks sometimes, but like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, like yeah, I got through it last time, and you're a little bit sharper and, every time. And, and it is better, and it's a better book. Yeah, and I mean, it's I, just better. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, the third one will be better. I don't know. Uh, God willing. Yeah. But like, I'm kind of grateful that I got. I got four and a half, like I started uh, chopping this down into short stories about six months before I, before I started releasing them. So mm-hmm. I really got four and a half years to practice writing. So like, that's kind yeah. of a, a blessing in disguise. Like, I remember we were drinking at Sir Ben's once and uh, you kind of mentioned like, man, like, w- cause we we're talking about the premise and I was like, man, I don't know if I'm like ready to like handle it like i don't think i'm a good enough writer to tackle what i'm trying to do like yeah right i didn't think my skills could my skill set could merge with where how far my imagination could go right and you're just kind of like man wouldn't it be nice to just have like five years to write something else and then do that (laughs) and i was like you know fuck that like i'm not writing something else i'm not taking a break i did the same thing i wish i would have written something before limbo so that limbo would have been better you know, yeah, and then Villa Layla would have been better or whatever, but but I mean, Limbo's great, I love it, and like, I'm, but you're still, I mean, I already hate parts of Pete and Gwendolyn grew up, yeah, it's like you fuck, do, that's yeah. So, yeah, that's so wordy, it's like you don't, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, a little purple, you know, a little purple prose, and yeah. that's how I feel with Limbo, it's like, ah, oh, what am I doing, I'm an idiot, right, but, but that's like, okay, the, you, man, that's okay, yeah, life is a draft, well, hey, you know, look back at pictures of you from middle school. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, still you. Of, yeah, fucking, oh, man. What were some things? Oh, like, earlier than even middle school. Like, maybe it was closer. I just saw yeah. this picture the other day to where, like, I remember the day, picture day that day. Like, I borrowed this kid's clip-on tie. But <laughs> I uh, I was still buttoned down, like, not this far. But, yeah. like, I had my shirt buttoned down like this, and the clip-on was hanging down right here. <laughs> so, like... It wasn't even uh, fucking fooling that. anybody. And I had a fucking Zach Morris quaff. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hell it was yeah. The, it was, I call it was the Black Morris. <laughs> oh. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh. But yeah, that's that's the point. You're supposed to look back and like it's you should look back on shit last week and say, man, like I was kind mm-hmm. of a shitty writer. Well, it's like and every you time you go out there, you sh- just like any sport or anything with repetition. Yeah. You go out there, you just, should be a little better. I was just time. talking with this about Lucy today, uh, talking about this with Lucy today, this morning, because she started practice, uh, or she started soccer, and she went to soccer practice. Okay. And we were talking about how do you know if you're getting better at soccer, and I think that you, I, I think with things like this, it's kind of counterintuitive because. When you start 
looking at things and thinking that you're getting worse, you're actually probably starting to get a little bit better yeah. because you're, you're trying, you're working on newer skills that you didn't have before. You know, like yeah. I was telling her, you know, if you're trying to dribble through these cones and you're having trouble with it, it means you're got, you've gotten better than you, when you started, because when you started, you couldn't dribble at all. Yeah. You know, you didn't, you and don't I think realize the same how much you, you don't. Yeah. You don't really realize how much you suck at first. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, when you start realizing that, that's when you're getting better. Yeah, you learn and, how to do something, and you you see, you understand and feel when you do it wrong. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Yes, yeah. totally. And so it was kind of this, she called me afterwards, and she's like, I think I'm getting better, even though I know you said <laughs> I would think I was getting worse. I was like, no, that's not exactly how I meant it. But Yeah, so, yeah then don't overthink it. Yeah, 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 just go with it, kid. Yeah. But I, I, I think about this stuff all the time. It's like... Um, with especially in, when you're talking about with like the hero's journey and really wanting to find purpose in life and and you start this novel and you realize how hard this novel is going to be it's five years later it's like all these things but yet you stay on the path because life has this way of keeping you on this path whether that's unbearable anxiety when you're not working on it or the sense of failure when you don't do it or something yeah. and i think that these are all like the universe is like rumble strips on your highway. You yeah. know what I mean? You're kind of swerving off. You feel the rumble. You feel the anxiety. You feel all this stuff. And eventually you get there, but the road takes a little bit longer. And it's yeah. just. And then know, you don't man. need the, you don't need the rumble strips after a while. Like you're just. You've no, got after a while the, you're on it. Yeah. You've got the Mamba mentality. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that's what I'm chasing, man. Like, and sometimes it like lately it's been pissing me off when I'm getting like really tired, but like I'll see like either like something Jordan or Kobe Bryant on Instagram like reels but yeah. like those fucking get me fired up. It's like fuck Kobe's in the gym right now like I'm just sitting on my ass. Like I'm getting back in the studio. Like I got to write. I got to record I, something. I know that I gotta feeling edit. so much and it's this weird furnace of ambition that is somewhere inside of all of us that sometimes a pilot light goes out. Yeah. Need to relight it. I don't know. I I've but been like, listening to a lot of um, a lot of like Taoism lately, a lot of like Taoist things. Yeah, like progress through inaction rather than because oh, yeah. I get so, uh, I feel like I have to control every little thing, and and sometimes with your artistry and your writing and everything, it's out of your control. Sometimes you just need to be the conduit and write, and it's not going to go how you think it's supposed to go. Like I'll write song ideas in my head, and when I finish the song, they don't sound like how I heard them, and so I'm like, well, this is yeah. terrible, even though they're probably pretty good. Yeah. You just need to kind of progress through an action, you know? Yeah. And that's a weird... Letting go of letting go. Oh, my God. It's so hard to do. Right. Like, once you figure that out, you got it. But, but like, I, sometimes I, it just happens. All right. Yeah, so, um, maybe a week or so ago, I have a good example of this. Okay. I fucking beat the Matrix on this day. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, um, I found a... I found a lovely dive bar that like I don't I don't go out that often like I've been I've been kind of I've been kind of repressed down here Adam Have you? Like, well not not depressed repressed, repressed I've been repressing okay. like that Johnny T beast that oh, hits the town and gets wild Yeah but okay. like for good reason like I've been focused but like you need a, a release every every once in a while Yeah hence that sloppy mess on our last podcast That's okay Sometimes That's what happens when you don't like let it out every once in a while. Yeah, you got to open the valve, floor. dude. Yeah, yeah. Psst, psst. <laughs> you got to crank. Sometimes right. you got to fucking get the monkey wrench out and crank right. that valve open. So I fucking cranked this bitch wide open. 
It was, uh, I think it was, it was maybe a Saturday. I, uh, I went to this lovely dive bar that I discovered near my work, not at work. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's called Tiny's. Great shit. Love the bartender there. Um, yeah, it's a new spot that I like to just, and they got live music, whatever. That's not the point. Um, the point is I consumed, I consumed eight alcoholic beverages on that day, that, that evening. From five to I don't know midnight or so. Okay. Um, a margarita, two Dos Equis, and six gin and tonics. Oh, Dios meal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Having that's good... different than just having eight Bud Lights. No, no, no. That's why I had to describe it. Like we yeah, didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We fucking went for it. And my uh, this is about an hour away from my house. Okay. So like I had a good old time, but like enough is enough. Called it, um, and then walked home. An hour, went to yeah. bed, woke up at four in, woke up at four a.m. like I usually do, and re and started re-recording an episode that I had been procrastinating for like two weeks. Damn it, four a.m. or got yeah. up early and did it. Wow. Yeah, that's that's my usual time. Like. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but I but I mean I work days at the bar. Like I'm the day bartender. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. and like after dealing with people all day, like I'm fried. Like I'm mentally drained. So no, like, I get if, it. I get it. Yeah. So if I do it before, before anything, before anything gets in my way, I always get it done. Yep. That's, I learned that too. Get up and cough, dude, drinking coffee and doing your art is like the best thing in the world. It is way better than drinking and doing it. Although there is some fun to drink it. Yeah. Every every now and again, you got to do that, but um, yeah, 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 for sure. But like, there's a cap, like there's only your motor skills are going to go at a, after a certain point. You can't really type anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Just errors. Like you're and only killing your yourself in the edit room. Your instincts as an artist aren't as sharp. Yeah. I don't think they're as sharp. I think you're more likely to take risks in a story or it's either, either or you're more likely to stay safe and boring or you're more likely to take dumb unnecessary risks rather than being really sharp with a story. Yeah. Sticking to it. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then sometimes you might have something really good sure. or other yeah. times you'll end up marrying like a really good idea that just doesn't fit. Yeah, and now yeah. you're like derailing the story to, yeah. to keep this fucking bit in there. <laughs> right. And you're writing in, and you write from you, not the character sometimes. Yeah. From my, my experience is what I'm saying. But. Yeah. That's yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. That's definitely truth. Yeah. Um, hmm. But you, yeah. But like, I think with the drinking, you should drink coffee or you should drink beer and, and whiskey and brainstorm. Yeah, totally. Write down I, ideas in your notebook. You get some good shit then. Just like yeah. sit there on your patio smoking cigarettes and drinking and see what you come up with. Oh, I love it. Listening to sad, listening to Jason Aldean. Oh, Jason Aldean, and that's what we did. That's how we did it in my small town. Is you know, <coughs> that's how I wrote all my books. Right. Aldean bumping in the back. Is he even from a small town, dude? Let's <laughs> see where I'm gonna look up where he's from, dude. Oh man, I he's, guarantee he's not. He's probably from Atlanta. That's what I'm saying. He's got to be. Hold on. Wikipedia. Let's see. Come on. Oh, I'll, look up, I'll look up Wikipedia. <laughs> I can hear the ice cream man outside. Dude. Maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to feel dumb. <laughs> Born in Macon, Georgia. Macon isn't a small town. 
how big it's making. Let's check it out. Check it out. Uh, it's called, it's a city, county, con consolidated city, county, the heart of Georgia, Macon, uh, population, population, population. Why doesn't it say it? Uh, oh, unless he just faced you. Population was 157,000 people. That's that's not a small town, man. Like, so he uh, was born in Macon, Georgia. Oh, go fuck yourself, fuck dude. Fuck out of here. Although he obviously probably didn't write the song, so whatever. He doesn't know about it writing yeah. songs. <laughs> he stood behind it like he did. Damn. He like he played the role, just like oh fuck, this. This is about something that's true to me. His his debut uh, true and dear to me. God damn, his debut single was Hicktown. <laughs> oh shit. Well So he's kind of on brand, I guess. Whatever yeah. then. Well, what'd, yeah, you guys, whatever, what'd, what'd you guys expect? Dude, I don't care about him at all. No. I just I'll never it, listen to the rest of that song. Yeah. I, I just thought it shit. was funny how like we got another like split and divided like topic that we have to it was like will smith got slapped again yeah 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 oh my god i can't believe you brought me back to that i uh, i was starting to like will smith again oh sorry man i forgot about that yeah i wish we i wish we had a, it's a good i'm glad i brought it up actually because i wish we had a, done a podcast on it on like, will smith yeah <laughs> we could I be the like, most like timely podcast ever yes we just gotta bring it back like, we did forgot. you hear about Bill Clinton? Like, oh, <laughs> he, well, he said that he did not have sexual relations with. Yeah, people. I don't know what to think. Right, and then he lied. Oh man, we should impeach him. He's the worst president ever. <laughs> He's crazy. Dude got a blowjob in the in the at work. In the Oval Office. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no, him. what were you saying about Will Smith? Oh, I've like, you know, like we've we've talked on the podcast like. I've been a real bitch in relationships in the past. Uh, okay. okay. Before before I've grown, before this hero's journey. Yes. Before you see the uh, the man that's standing here, sitting here before you. And I'm in awe of it. Thank you. Unbelievable. Thank you. Take it, drink it in. I, I am. <laughs> Give you a minute. We'll pause this for the folks at home. I'm simmering. Good. I'm Good sizzling. God. Like, like Michael Jackson. You know, you kind of look like him. With... The, <laughs> Beard and all, or just like which? In version? no way do you look like Michael. Well, which Jackson? version? Like I missed that one. Like I was a pretty big MJ fan growing up, but I missed that phase. You might have looked like his dad maybe at one time. Oh, definitely. I got some. <laughs> I got some Joe Jackson going on. You got to sleep in that fireplace, boy. Yeah, It'll make you a fucking world class it, singer. Isn't that what he did? Didn't he have to like sleep in the fireplace or some shit? I didn't hear that one. There's, God, maybe I'm crazy, dude. There was a lot. I mean, there was a lot, though. There's a lot of uh, speculation of what happened. Yeah. I started listening to, uh, uh, like, a story about it on Audible, like an episodic. But then uh, oh. I think my Audible got canceled or something. Starving artist, hashtag. Whatever. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah. Um, sorry. Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, but like I've had I've had those Will Smith moments in my life to where I like I understand like uh 
you're in between like a rock and a hard place. Like if you're in like a, if you're being controlled in your relationship, such as uh, it would appear that Jada right. has over him. Right, right. A little bit of yeah. sorcery, maybe some witchcraft. Who knows? I'd like to see what it's about, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, but that choice, like his, that fight was going to be way worse with Jada at home for not sticking, for not doing something, hmm. than it would have for that, for like going up and slapping him, and kind of doubling down. You're right. You're probably right. I mean, obviously, we don't know for sure. Right. But I, yeah, I've been in relationships too where it's been like toxic and manipulative and gaslighting and emotionally abusive, and to where you are so afraid of the consequences of inaction, you'll take any action. Yeah. You know, that was just a really crazy thing, huh? Yeah. Dude, yeah. they're making a, uh, speaking of like abusive women relationships they're making like a documentary series on the johnny depp amber heard thing are they yeah oh uh, i did you ever yeah, get deep I, in that one that trial only only through the only through what people spoke about on podcasts i never watched it like i listened to other people talk about it i didn't listen to the trial itself well from you and i our conversations in the past about relationships and i don't know how and this we could not necessarily put out in the public because obviously I don't want to blast anybody that I've dated. I've been very, very lucky with a lot of really wonderful, lovely people in my life. Just call there's them Wendy. There's just been a, one or two that have been really hard on me. Couple and I know Wendy. that you and I have had a similar situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And when I... Those are post-podcast times. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I, I went through that whole... I, I went deep on that trial. And I felt... Like everything he was saying, minus the woman pooping in his bed, was essentially me describing a relationship I was yeah. in. Yeah, it's like fuck. And I... it, it was wild. I felt like validated. Yeah. Which is crazy because as a man, we're, you know, growing up the toxic masculinity. You're you, we're still of the era where feelings are kind of uncool. Yeah. And I think that's still kind of inside of us, maybe. Right. And nobody, and because like also nobody wants to be the poster child for like male domestic abuse. No, you know no, what I mean. No, like you, like you right. almost have to be fucking Johnny Depp to yes. like, very to true. Like, yeah, to like come out, come out to, with that to the world. Like but I do man. that. I'm kind of doing that. A l I'm actually kind of doing that a little bit in um, in the first season of How to Write a Novel in Five Years. Okay. Because. Um, so the ordinary world section in those six episodes it are all the uh, formative, like formative memories, relationships, experiences, and environments that kind of led Core me moments. up to the yeah to the call of action to where I actually decided to start writing this novel. Wow, that was five years ago, last May. Wow. So like, so like it starts. It starts with like. Uh, Memories of my grandma and like my first writing assignments in school and like mm. the ways I like took shortcuts through things and fucked off, but I was still kind of all right. And like, yeah, I did yeah, this yeah. instead of that. And like all the all the pipe dreams that I was chasing or like what or like rather the pipe dreams I was waiting to fall in my lap so they could start. Ah, uh, for sure. Until I finally decided to chase one till I decided yes. to go on the journey and get it. Like I was, 
sitting yeah. dreaming about bliss. And then five years ago, it snapped, and I realized I had to go get it. Yeah. And that's when the journey started. So the first first season, like it was gonna be, it was gonna be through the first year, but like the last episode of Ordinary World just kept getting longer and longer. It's uh -huh. like fuck. Well, that's another episode. Well, I'll cut that off. Now that's another episode. Like awesome. it's it's hard to like, it's hard to write about. Because there's only supposed to be one or two episodes, but it's really hard to write about like the most important things that's happened to you over the course of 32 years in like a 30 yeah. minute essay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a challenge, and it it's that's almost like writing a song though. Yeah, you it's have to an, make it lean, lean yeah. it out to where people find the emotion, not necessarily the the play by play, but the emotion. Yeah, that's and, a lot. Uh, I think I've gotten to that point to where it's like each season feels like its own album. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Dude, that's a cool idea, man. We, we really got to put some ears on this thing. Um, I don't know how the hell to do it. Maybe sponsors, maybe, you know, you need to be on other people's podcasts. I know. I want to, I want like, I want before, like I start like this momentum going like, cause I'm realizing like, it's not just gonna. People are just gonna find it. The bliss isn't going to fall into my lap. No. Um, but, but this is I, like the shittiest part about doing all this is promoting. and. I know. Yeah. I'd like to get I'd like to get the first the first season of How to Write a Novel all kind of sewn up and ready. Uh -huh. And then, like, once I have that, I'm going, I'm switching from, I'm, and it, it was always the plan, but I'm switching from, like, straight donation-based uh -huh. to, uh, to a dollar a month subscription. subscription. Yeah. yeah. That's so a good you idea. Join, yeah. So I'm putting after like I'm putting it back in the Disney vault after I finish it all. <laughs> okay. You, all right. We're gonna subscribe. leave with that. Okay. Yeah. But also I'm gonna I'm gonna start uh, recording excerpts of me reading and for YouTube. Okay. Kind of like an adult story time show. Yeah. Like a reading 15 minutes or whatever. So like I can push the excerpts of things especially how to write a novel in five years yeah. i can't put i don't want to push all too much of pete and gwendolyn because i just right. i'd rather people like start from the beginning and let the story well, that's that's serialized it needs to be a full story yeah but I, like I, I get that yeah but how to write a novel is just like short stories within a short story just like uh-huh just like clips and this happened this happened and they kind of like tie together so maybe like how we were saying it's like an album. Well, picture the season is the album, and each episode is an album within that album. And there's like maybe like eight tracks to each. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's a good idea. Right on, dude. Well, I'm going to sneak out of here and grab a beer and edit before it gets away, before we have another two-hour beast. Right on, right on. <laughs> All, right. All right, buddy. I'll have talk to night. you, man. Talk to you later. See you.